everyone, welcome to Third Coast Gaming News. Today is September 14th, 2021. We're doing episode 43 today, and yeah, we got joined by my co-host Austin Taylor. Hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And uh, yeah, some uh, we got some game news that kind of showed up today that I wanted to start with. There's this, um, we were talking about a little bit before we got on, it is Star Wars Hunters. It is a arena battler set after Return of the Jedi, and um, I th- it's looking like it's a, so it's a four v four shooter that's mobile and Switch right now. It could come to other stuff later, but it looks really cool. I'm I'm digging the vibes that are not the free to play vibes. We'll talk about later, but I think all the characters look cool. Yeah, I don't have like I don't know if there's like a good overview of like say like customization or if you're like picking specific characters yeah here but like it is like there is a fun like vibe and look to it i will say so this is from the screen there's some leaked screenshots i threw it in our discord chat there you are picking heroes when you start a match and it's 4v4, and it looks like it's, you're in like a, um, like a, it's an arena that is very similar to like a gladiator arena. Like it's closed off with a big wall, and it looks like you're getting in a fight with another squad. I'm curious if it'll have no respawns, or if you'll have like some lives to do stuff. But it's third person. I'm, yeah, I imagine there'll be different modes. Yeah. Um... There are different blasters you're going to be able to buy for, like, there's a character who has iconic weapons that you can buy, like, this Han Solo-looking blaster in one of these pictures, where you can buy these blasters for 360 gems, and I'm, I, this could be a cosmetic, bunch of different cosmetics for this blaster, or you're, maybe you're just getting a card outright for it, but it's got the thing, like we saw, like, Pokemon Unite just came out, and it had the like the mobile transaction stuff where you have gems that you're buying in the game store for real money and then you have coins you're getting from playing the game and doing dailies and that kind of shit so that seems like the basis i'm trying to remember if this thing said how many characters there were but no the trailer it's like a 90 second trailer it's got like a mandalorian character it's got a stormtrooper with a minigun there's a like a tech dude and a dro- piloting a droidica. There's some Jedi. There's like a Wookiee Jedi too. So it could be some fun stuff. I like. I think you know, fucking Star Wars got you can get weird with Star Wars heroes and characters. Might as well make a hero shooter out of it. It's I mean, popular I, genre. I don't know if like any of this is getting weird necessarily like especially in the wake of you know an announcement of something like star wars visions um is like pretty standard fare like early 2000 like you know i described as like early 2000s like deviantart ocs yeah oh i forgot about the the star wars visions anime yeah these all look like characters who could show up in like a star wars vision side story as well except that is much more anime stylized but yeah they all they all are they are non-specific like characters from the star wars universe who haven't shown up as like main characters you're not playing as like you know luke or someone from rogue one who died but 
yeah, there's yeah. um there's a bunch of peep different like stuff showing up. I I looked at this originally and I was like, oh, this could I would want this and play it like an Overwatch objective mode where you're doing the the two things in Overwatch. You're either getting the payload somewhere or you have like a control point you're trying to capture. And I was like, I could play that a bunch. I want that Gundam hero shooter to come out in the states already. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the other thing this teaser does, like, sort of, like, show is a number of, like, not necessarily, you know, like, we talk about, like, the alignments of these characters, like Jedi's Fifth, like, they do also show these characters, like, at the end of it anyway, like, can mix among teams, right? Because the ending of this is, like, the Jedi and Sith character on the same team about to go into what I assume is a different arena than the one that has been teased so far, which is, like, Instead of the Moss Eisley looking place, which is like, you know, tattooing and stuff, this last one is like a blizzard, so like more akin to what you'd see at like Hoth. Yeah. And it looks like you have. So like, oh, sorry, go for it. So like team compositions can seemingly can be kind of like probably a little interesting here, like determine, determine, you know, on like how these characters actually play and how different like they feel. Yeah. And if I think. You know, if I'm, I'm sh- the mobile space is very big, and if this makes some good money, and they already have like a Switch version of it running, I would hope to see like a free-to-play version on console and PC come out, and then hey, you know this like where I think Battlefront Two sold really well, but didn't have like a high tail end. If this gets enough interest, this could occupy a space where they're getting updates for a couple years, and maybe it's like something people like watching on twitch but it's it's got hero abilities too like um one of the screenshots i have has like the stormtrooper minigun stormtrooper or the the heavy stormtrooper and he has like a meter that's 26 percent full along with it looks like a jump button a dash button and two others because this is like a mobile screenshot mobile layout yeah because it's got four buttons on the right and then it's got your ultimate in the middle and it's got some numbers at the top about some different stuff so this could be cool. I, I'm a very big fan of, like, team composition shooters and that kind of, like, sense of, like, Apex and Battlefield and Overwatch, etc. So, hey, we'll see how it plays. I It's weird that it's coming to Switch first. I think that's the really interesting one. But, a lot, you know, people have Switches and they're homes so that doesn't surprise me it's very popular but it's you know it's not as big as the ps4 or the ps5 so we'll see when it comes out i don't think they put a release date on this so it's next year next year yeah is what this is what this venture beat story is saying so that'll be cool um other cool stuff i'm way into this i um this destroy all humans 2 reprobed has a trailer that was put out by the like official PlayStation website and this is the uh, based off the PlayStation 2 and Xbox versions that came out back in I think this was 2004 but I these games came out when I was in middle school the first and the second one and I just played them a lot and 2 has co-op surprisingly like you create a clone of yourself and that's a second person just plays at him and it's really cool 
and it has a lot of fun gameplay like guns that work around it much like right there you get a lot of ratchet and clank type guns where they're just like weird like you i think by the end you have like nine guns in this one and there's a lot of cool ship combat like they i would call remake remaster because they i would say that first one is like it's the same game but it, like it plays vastly different so it's somewhere in you know remaster whatever the shadow of the colossus stuff was being called and the demon souls i would lump that well, i mean there. those are like those are remakes yeah so i'd call this a remake yeah so that first one was really cool it was on game pass i played it for a little while i was like oh yeah this is what the first game plays like but i think i vastly enjoy the second one and this is like a thq nordic joint and they have been putting out a bunch of different stuff in the properties that they have and i'm the biggest thing i'm surprised they're doing this first of all but i guess they have the engine from the first game the game's already made you just have a dev team work on it and it's you know it's probably cheaper than making a completely new destroy humans so could be cool i think it's going to come to xbox and pc later there'll probably be an announcement saying that it's coming to those platforms later that's usually what these end up doing or it could be ps5 exclusive don't know but good voice cast mate he crypto sounds like jack nicholson and your ally is just the invader sims invader zim voice you're like yeah leader and it's i mean like it should be it should be noted like this is like from like what they've said is like they've only talked about the playstation 5 version so like and we don't know much else about this from what i'm reading right now so it it just it it seems like it's oh well and the tweet that was mentioned in that article is gone apparently so it's like what this game like what this re-release is actually going to entail is like still pretty up there yeah so far it's just looking like the first game only ps5 so far but you know another 90 second trailer it's uh set in 1969 and there's a lot of colors and the environment looks really good it's in san francisco you see the golden gate bridge looks pretty destroy some buildings looks like that remake of the first game pretty much so for people who are into that more power to you i didn't know that i guess that first game sold pretty well it kind of came out at a time where i don't I'm, not a lot of other triple a stuff was coming out because everything else was getting kind of pushed forward i think when did that first one come out was it last year i uh the remake yeah the, the remaster yeah the remaster of the first one i think it was 2020 uh, yeah it, yeah it wasn't any like long it wasn't any longer than like two years ago yeah i think it was july 2020 and it was being like teased in 2019 so yeah cool good on him did you um did you get around to watching the playstation showcase at all yeah i um yeah. i think i watched next lander talking over it um i'm gonna start with the banger man wolverine game sure i'm down it's being made by the um insomniac team who made the the studio of insomniac who did the miles morales Spider-Man. game so it could yeah, be a smaller 40 dollar game or a full title game yeah. 
Insomniac, the people who did who do Hatch and Clank and Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, they just they have two studios that make games right now inside of Insomniac. They have like their main and their secondary studio. Because like one was doing sure. Ratchet and the other one was doing Miles Morales. That's why those came out so close to each other. Sure. Yeah. Um. Hey, what's up, Austin? Do you like Wolverine? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, well, like, it's fine. It's probably, like, it's fine. Like, it's it was a little teaser. It's an interesting, like, project to hear that they're working on. Did you ever play the... Uh... 2009 yeah. Raven Software X-Men Origins Wolverine game? Yeah, yes, I did. That was, that was a wild... <sighs> I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, that one game. was, like a visually interesting like take on wolverine because like yeah that was the whole like the whole thing there was that like as you take damage you will see like wolverine's bits come off uh, and like he will watch his skin regrow and it's cool for like that audience of team that's like oh yeah i get to watch all the skin come off of hugh jackman yeah and you, uh, you're like, getting like, like his skeleton you're getting like pre-x-men wolverine so just run around murdering people in forests and going on missions and stuff so yeah. i mean it's better than that movie yes right yeah. like it's it's better than that movie um and it yeah, is so way it's like a fun game it is way better than the like 2003 x-men 2 video game that i played on ps2 that is Oh my god. If you want to talk about yeah. unwieldy, like, six, oh. five out of ten, six out of ten PS2 games, that's one of them. That I. Yeah, well, no one knew how to do like, my parents into buying. Superhero games for the longest time, you know? Like, even. I would say, like, even the, uh, like, Spider Man 2 video game was, like, was fine, but had, like, some pretty big like gameplay issues like that i was not a big fan of it took us a real long time it wasn't until like arkham asylum that mm -hmm. people were like oh this is how we can like use this as like a template for making superhero games play well but then unfortunately you get some games that just kind of feel like you know like different flavored like arkham asylum skins which is not which is not great yeah we're at the point where that's the template and a lot of stuff has been fun you know even the spider-man game is like has the sure. base like the very base stuff of that is the arkham stuff and then it has the swinging and all your i think the gadgets are way better in spider-man but that's yeah, my yeah, absolutely like that's the thing with like spider-man right that makes that's what makes it sort of interesting take on it because like you have the basic formula in how you interact with your enemies but the way that you can chain like you know like the verticality or like you know the uh the athleticism of a character like Spider-Man, as well as the gadgets that you use, is so much more interesting and intuitive than anything that the Arkham series ever came up with. Ooh, hot take. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you for most part. I sent you some screenshots of this Wolverine's Revenge game, and by God, I'm remembering... Memories are flowing in. You, This is of the PS2 era where you just got a bunch of costumes for the character by beating certain things. There's a bunch of comic books hidden around. I think the first level is you escaping from Alkaline Lake where you're, like, test facility and you have, like, the, like, X, Weapon X outfit where you just have, like, the weird headset and a bunch of, like, probes sticking out of you. And then you go fight Sabretooth and a Wendigo for some reason. Or a snowman, big snowman dude. But I have very fond memories of this. 
and I know it's a very it is a I also knew as a child it was a very bad game. But hey, you're playing as Wolverine. He's the he <sighs> Wolverine is kind of the in my mind, he's like the Batman of X Men stuff. Or even like I I mean as much as Tony Stark is rich dude who bought made his suit and doesn't have powers, but like Wolverine is kind of like the like sarcastic badass you know archetype of like that kind of i, I mean sure like he's, character he's, he's like very the gruff dude i wouldn't necessarily say he's like comparable to batman i would probably align that more with like the punisher uh but like he's kind of like fulfilled the role of like a bruce wayne to the bigger bat family as like you know as the x-men series has gone on uh, yeah anything. he's very brooding as well i think well i mean yeah he's just, just a grump yeah, that's. I mean, Wolverine's the only, one of the only X Men characters getting this like spinoffs as well. He's he's the yeah. fan favorite. Let's see. Wait, well, I'm, mm, I think he's the fan favorite of he, the X Men. He's very like he's very marketable, right? Like he's he's the one everyone knows. It's the reason why you have so many X Men movies, and it just takes them forever to get to a point where they're like, mm, we don't have to put Wolverine in this one. That's true. That's true. But Hugh, my Hugh Jackman, people people love him. Um, Let's see. And we got the Spider-Man 2 trailer, which uh, it's I it's looking like it could be a co-op game. I uh, think that'd be really cool. And I don't think it's going to be co-op. I hope to God it's co-op. You had like a... you had, There was like a double move in the trailer where you were taking someone down with Miles. Could also be an AI yeah. partner. Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, it's probably going to play like the sections of Arkham Knight where Batman would team up with uh, the various sidekicks, you know, like um, Nightwing, Robin, and I believe one other character uh, that you would team up with to, like, beat up on people. Like, I don't think it's going to be anything along the lines of, like, a fully co-op game. And I think the only reason people think that is because, like, Miles Morales also got his own game. And I don't think that's, like, enough to make me think, like, hmm, this is going to be, like, a co-op experience. Yeah, there are just some points in the trailer that make it look like... There's, like, a, um, there's like a fade to black where it has... The background's black and it's their two faces are on the screen at the same time. But that also, that also could be, like, a... Maybe you're able to... Maybe certain section of the game you're playing as Miles or you're playing as Peter or you're able to pick between the two. Like I think, yeah, like, I like Devil May Cry Five has some of that, where there are certain stories where you have to play as this character, and then at a point you're picking which character to do, like Chapter Five in or whatever. Yeah, like that's that's something that that other Spider-Man game has. Like there are chapters of that game where you play through like limited like stealth segments as like Mary Jane and Miles. Um, like character swamping is not something that's like new to Insomniac, especially with like the Last Ratchet and Clank. Correct. Yeah, I, that you have been playing as Clank in levels for like as far back as the first game. So well, I meant like between going between Ratchet and um, the other uh, Jennifer Hale's character. Oh yeah, yeah. Whose name? And, and even before that, you would have like levels where you're just playing as Clank when he's off the back and doing some like light puzzle solving. But yeah, the um that that character switching stuff is much more pro like much bigger in the most recent Ratchet and Clank game, but the trailer looks cool. 
I still don't have a PS5. I have, Sony sent me a a a Q time, or they they said, hey, if you if you get in here between like September fifteenth and sixteenth, or it's fifteenth and seventeenth, so I have two days, and I think I can go buy one. I'm just broke. I can't buy one right now, but I'm thinking I I might not buy a PS5. That's also something I've been like I'm pretty happy with just having an Xbox and not paying. $70 for games, which has, I don't think, like, new Xbox games aren't $70, except for, like, I think Call of Duty was, but I don't think Psychonauts 2 was 70 Anyway. You know, it's, oh yeah, dude, like, you know, do whatever, man. Like, it's, like, the Xbox is, the Xbox is good stuff. Yeah, it's just it depends, and the real appeal to like a PlayStation Five is like how interested are you in their exclusives? Like, I will probably get one of these um, at some point, just because of like one of the other exclusives that was teased at the top of the show. The Kotor, the Kotor yeah, remake, the, yeah, yeah, the Knights of the Old Republic. They got you, Austin. They got you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on like what like this game turns out to be right because this could just be this could be anything from like a a prettier version of that original 2003 rpg or this could be like a full like rework of it which like either one of those is like one of them's not that interesting the other one is kind of anxiety inducing in a very real way and i don't even mean that from the sense of like i think coder's story is sacred or like special because it's a really pretty boring star wars romp in that first game but yeah it will be interesting to see, like, if they decide to work on that and, like, update it. It'll be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah. Um, uh, it looks like it's being made by Aspire Studios. Yeah, it's being made by Aspire. And, and Aspire has been the studio that mm-hmm. uh, has been porting, like, older Star Wars games onto, yeah. like, the PlayStation like 4. Jedi Knight and Jedi Knight 2. And yeah, Republic Commando. Some, I think they do some port work for some for PC ports of stuff. It looks like they're in Austin as well. Maybe I should go be like, hey guys, I'll work on Kodor. What's up? I don't know anything about video games, but I like Star Wars. Come on. Oh, their Embracer group picked them up in 2021. So, big shout outs. I don't know. I don't have much to say about that. Um, Shout out to Embrace it. Yeah, I guess. That's not something I thought I'd ever say. I was just trying to think of something Um, snarky. Um, This KOTOR thing, I see multiple paths of the way they could do the combat. They could keep the RPG stuff. They can make it a little bit like how Dragon Age Inquisition or those Dragon Ages combat is. Or make it like a full-on just action adventure game depends what they want to do yeah i don't i'm not entirely like i don't think they're going to go too far from like the rpg aspect of it i think that's like the people who make it are making it like you know based off of the really like shallow dev interview that they got post-show um and and it's just shallow because it's really short and they don't say much about it and that's just because i don't think this is a project that's coming out for another four years um but like, I I think they think like they I think they think this game is very like special and like they care very much about it. So like, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna pull too far away from it being an RPG. I think if 
I think gameplay will probably be be some sort of cross between like its older inspirations and um, like Dragon Age Inquisition level. Yeah, so that'll be cool. I've never played KOTOR 1. I played 2 for a while. Could be a nice way to play that. Yeah, if maybe. It's good, I don't... If it's good. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. It's just like the other details we've gotten about this are like uh, Jennifer Hale's coming back to reprise her role as uh, Bastila Shan, who is your sort of like the main Jedi of the game, aside from like the main character, right? She's your partner in your quest to find the big thing that is being used by the Sith to win the war effort against the Republic. Uh, so she'll be coming back, but like I do have some concerns regarding, you know, the because they're gonna have to recast a good amount of people, specifically like uh Candorous Ordo, who is your mercenary companion, who's one of the better uh combat like tank tanks you get in that game because his voice actor uh, passed away like two years ago and they're also going to recast um, one of the Jedi masters you interact with um, because you know his voice actor is uh, Ed Asner passed away like a few weeks ago yeah I am um, I'm, I'm also very curious I I just had like a like a trip back to KOTOR 2 gameplay and remember it like at the time it felt like a really open world and like what story beat was coming next was always really interesting i didn't like you beat a level and you're like where could i be going next i could be going anywhere like i think i stopped at the point where you're doing you go to like a jedi temple planet and you're doing some dantooine i think so yeah but um yeah there's like two temples in there, and only one of them can be called a Jedi Temple planet, and that would be Dantooine. Yeah. Um, so I I think KOTOR 2 is on uh, Xbox Backwards compatible, so I might go pick that up. If not, I'll go find it on Steam somewhere. I would suggest, and, and you know, I'm gonna be the person who does this. I would suggest, like, if you're if you think your PC can run it, get it on Steam, download the restored content mod, and that's like that's the way to play it. Um. Because that, like that mod, takes a lot of material that did not make the final cut, but was still in the game's files, and like, sort of brings it into the game and lets you interact with it. So you get more extensive conversations with characters. You get um, scenes, like restored scenes um, and dialogue. You get an entire like section of Narshada that was obviously cut content is back and is is kind of it's a mixed results because most of it is just combat. So, I, I think it's generally speaking, it's a it's a good mod to have installed and the best way to play that game. Yeah, I I will also check that out. I'll take a look around on Steam for that. What was the, you know, not too surprised, but we are getting that Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy pack for PS Five. I still haven't beaten. Uh, it's called Legacy of Thieves, but yeah, I haven't played in Lost Legacy. Um, I know. People, some people say that's the best Uncharted game, and I almost believe them because I remember the opening hours of that being really interesting. And I mean, yeah, like it's it's good. Like Lost Legacy is like is a really good one to jump into because I think its two main characters, despite like issues with casting, um, are 
entertaining enough and like it immediately puts you in that chapter of like the fourth game you know like where you're in the um where you're in a jeep and you're going around like this uh large map area in that fourth game like the lost legacy just kind of opens with you going to an area similar to that yeah so you just get right down to the fun of uncharted 4 pretty pretty a lot faster than that fourth game does yeah i think that jeep was probably the coolest part of uncharted 4 and yeah i could i could that's a very good yeah. get for PS5 for people who, I'm sure a lot of people played four, um, maybe not as many, but hey, it's a PS5 game. I people who have PS5 want games. There hasn't been a lot of stuff coming out. Um, there's going to be, uh, I think they showed off that Gran Turismo Seven thing. It's going to be March 2022, and then we got like a longer trailer for like the new God of War Ragnarok trailer where they said what the title of that game is. Yeah, officially. Officially, which kind of has been calling it Ragnarok for, but since it's you know initial tease. Yeah, I am like lukewarm in the sense. I mean, this trailer looks good. It's be- It's a beautiful fucking game, and I like God of War a lot. I still haven't played the PS4 version. I'm thinking about going back and beating that because I'm always into the kratos vibes and those first three games are so cool for of like stuff i played way too much in middle school and high school so i could see myself just trying to play the fur the ps4 one like as fast as i can and not really messing around with the side content because there is a lot of side missions in that ps4 version right like i remember the temples uh, I mean, and stuff you could kind of like there to. is there's like a good amount of it right like there's a good amount of side content uh because you know god of war when that fourth game comes out um they like they've changed the way it plays so you have character levels that you didn't have in those first three games uh so you you kind of need to do side content so you can get kratos's character level up so you can do the the harder fights in the main story um i don't think you need to do like the um you know, like, the, the grinding side content of, like, the other realms that you can go into, such as, um, I, I, you know, I forget, it's been so long since I forget the name of the other realms. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you can, you can you can get through that fourth game relatively easily. I think it's about, I want to say, it's at maximum, like, 20, 22 hours long. Um, but I don't have, like, a time counter on the PS4, so... Take that with some grain of salt. It could be considerably longer, depending on how you play. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, I thought the combat was interesting. I didn't get to the part where you're getting the like the Blades of Chaos back. Those are very prominent in the trailer, as well as Thor showing up and doing well, some stuff. I mean, you can't you can't hide them, right? Like you can't hide the Blades of Chaos in this trailer. Uh, I don't think. Like you kind of do need to like show people that you're starting off from where you left off at that fourth game yeah uh he's like you know that fourth game was like a reset so that's why you give kratos like a new weapon new look new son oh yes new son new family your old family's dead and i made a new one in norse land yeah and now like uh, you know your, your wife is dead in that fourth game it's yeah i mean the first game's fine i think like if you want if you want to like get into it like you probably could it's not that hard to get into i think like it has some stuff with its menus that i'm not a big fan of but 
aside from that, it's a pretty interesting experience. I will say, doing the side content, you know, at the time when I did the side content, I thought it was really fun. Uh, my hangups with it kind of come in at the end of that game in a very real way. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, if I beat it, we'll maybe we'll talk about it. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think that was about it from the PS5 thing. Or the, the PlayStation show. I thought there was going to be a, a PSVR thing, but maybe they're saving that for later. Because I know, I remember that stuff for the, those controllers came out, and they were looking really cool. Maybe next year. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing else too big. There's another another trailer for Grand Theft Auto. We got some more <laughs> yes images. Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, a 10-year a... life cycle. Tachia seems like a fun, like game it's like a tropical open world adventure it looks like you're doing like some mario odyssey like possessing of animals to explore environments that seems fun uh, oh yeah this this game's not in the uh in this blog i remember yeah i remember that trailer yeah that looked cool looked like a fun yeah, yeah. open um, world thing it's so, like you know the guardians of the galaxy game still looks miserable um yeah i hope that comes out and be is really good because I, I like the guardians ip so i don't i, I mean see. the thing that's gonna make me like that game is if like you come out like in like a few months and you're like actually you don't have to play as peter quill um <laughs> because that character is just is dead to me oh no f in the chat uh let's see they had the uh a little more <laughs> i am pretty excited for tiny tina's wonderland as someone who is not that angry about how like i would call tiny tina is an annoying character like let's let's put it down to that but i think it's always been funny i've always laughed at the tiny tina stuff in borderlands games so i'm pretty yeah interested like, to see tina's this stick is like the least abrasive part of borderlands 2 um i'll say like there's a reason, like, this This entire game is based off of a DLC that comes out of that second game, and there's a reason for it. Like, people like that character and like interacting with this world in this way. Yeah. I think, my thing is, it looks, a, I, I, don't, I don't know what I was expecting, right? But, like, it looks a lot like Borderlands in a way that I kind of dulls some of my interest. Yeah, it looks like Borderlands 3 still a lot too and it um I thought it would have looked prettier for being a next gen thing but I but this is coming out to Xbox One and PS4 as well and you have guns still so I'm like yeah. they make a very big point of like yeah why are there guns in a fantasy set setting don't fucking worry about it let's go shoot stuff and I'm like sure uh, it's got a good the baby metal song in this is really good and I think that was like what is this is this Japanese metal I don't know what's going on so I I've been listening to that. Yeah, it's a Japanese kawaii metal band, and I put a playlist of baby metal stuff. So, yeah, been a good time listening to that. I think like the thing that's gonna get me to look at this again is is gonna be like, how do your characters interact? You know, like with the world and enemies. I think I want to see more, and like they look like they're interesting, like characters. I want to say spells, right, and abilities that like vary in effectiveness and just general like i'm just i'm just watching a lot of stuff happen now and it's it's a bit too much um but depending on how like how 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 sort of 
variety that you can get out of your characters in this game. Yeah. Uh, it's going to determine how much of this I actually want to interact with. Because I think the... Um, like, three's abilities were okay. Some of them were way more interesting than the other. But I think having the ability to, like, cast magic could make a more interesting loop than Borderlands has kind of had before. Like... Some of the best Borderlands characters were, like, just the weird ones. Like, there's the one from 2 where you have, like, the death mech who would follow you. And then Krieg, who's a psycho. When he took damage, you would just pump out damage back at people. But his super was kind of just melee-based and kind of sucked. Um, I don't know. Borderlands is cool. Yeah. Too bad about Randy yeah, Pitchford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, too bad. <laughs> Um, everything else is cool about that team. Um, let's see. Hey, Sony bought the, um, Playroom developers. It is Fire Sprite. So, we're gonna, definitely going to be seeing more Astro... I'm definitely hoping we're seeing more Astro Boy stuff. I mean, yeah, this is just another, like, Sony bought a studio that you thought they already owned. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is uh, this not it's not a Sobe. This is the one they did Playroom and Playroom VR, not the um, the other one. I think those were the first one Astro Boy stuff. Anyway, yeah, I think Astro Bot like sort of yeah Astro Bot from Playroom in a real way. Yeah, Astro Boy is a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, um, because. What is a? I don't even remember the Playroom VR thing. That's not Astrobot's adventure. Oh yeah, yeah. This is. I remember my when the PS3 first came out. You could mess with Playroom. Yeah, I think it's the one where you shake the the DualShock Three and you could see all the the guy the Astrobots being like shaking around. Astro yeah. yeah. Astrobot, yeah, Astro Boy. Okay. You see all the little guys. Yeah, and you could suck them up into the controller. Or is that the PS4 one? God, I, everything's just blending together. I don't fucking know anymore. I don't know. This is what, like, this is just what happens when you don't like you don't pay attention to these things. It's like, oh, this is news now. It's like, but what do they? What is it? No, this was this was the PS4 one. I remember Giant Bomb playing the Playroom from 2013 and like fucking around with all the Astrobots and shit. Yep, that's right. Ninja Bots and my alien buddy. Anyway fine uh i think the did the apple and epic stuff wrap up completely or are they still doing well there's it's the seventh the, that was the seventh day was this news story that i pulled yeah well the judge reached a like the judge reached a verdict yeah and it it's kind of the best verdict for at you know people and like the smaller developers which is apple and epic both didn't get exactly what they wanted and I think Epic has to pay Apple a bunch of money because of the making their offset store. Yeah. So, like, so what? Like, the judge ruled is that Epic did not prove uh, that Apple is a monopoly. Which, mm, all right, man. Um, fair. You're, you're like this person, yeah. the judge. I don't know anything about the laws. So like, I that's fine. Yeah. Um, but like the judge. Um, I, I don't know why I say Judge Gonzalez Rogers, um, yeah, um, decided that Epic did not prove that Apple has 
monopolized uh, the iOS store, right? So Epic will have to pay Apple um, a lot of money, at least like that 3.6 million. Yeah. So also directly lost in 3.6 million, which has to pay to Apple. And it's going to have to pay more uh, because Apple because the judge decided that Apple deserves the 30% cut that like Epic was making during this lawsuit off of sales like in iOS. So it's basically the judge like decided that Epic had breached its contract with Apple and that's not okay, but then did decide that Apple that cannot like restrict you uh developers from directing users to their own like monetization platforms. Yeah. Uh, there's a good quote by Jason Schreier because he has a couple of pictures from his article. But his big quote that I like is, big win for everyone who is rooting for both companies to lose. I mean, they're not losing in a big way, but it's like, you know, having letting people have their storefronts not be attached and the 30% I, I mean, stuff is an interesting get. They're, like, they're both losing in a pretty big way here. Yes, yes. Like, Epic has to pay, like, millions. Uh, and... Like the impact of like Apple not being able to keep developers from placing their own uh, like you know their own payment methods in their games and directing users to that. The effects of that it's going to take a while for us to see those, but like those effects could be I don't want to say catastrophic by any means, but they could put a huge dent in the amount of revenue yeah. Apple's pulling in from iOS games. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um... My last story, this is my this is my fun article of the week or fun video of the week is the uh the Lego question block that's going to be like the Mario 64 thing. It's just you put it together and then when you open it up it flips out like four Super Mario 64 areas and it's got the penguins and the castle from Mario like Peach's castle. And I I really like the almost you remember the Minecraft Lego set that came out a while ago? Yeah. Yeah, I have one of those. Yeah, it looks like that. Like all, it has a bunch of those smooth s- surface blocks that you put. Down. Oh, and when you're done with it, you 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 clamshell it, and you can you just drop it right back into the block. It's 160 dollars, and I swear to God, I will never give Lego that much money for any set. Like my the most I will give Lego anything is like 40 dollars because those things are just so expensive. And mm-hmm. I'm giving I'm already giving Games Workshop my money. They're getting that. I spent like 150 on models and yeah. books already i can't give lego that yeah. money too i mean yeah and you can't you know you can't uh get all your friends together to do a six hour like fantasy combat scenario with legos yeah i mean you could but it's probably it's, <laughs> it's so, someone somewhere out there has like a fan-made lego tabletop yeah thing someone's hacked like warhammer or BattleTech. Yeah, like one of my brother's friends started a like has like a bunch of rule books for Gundam models where it's like a three on three and has like a city terrain set up at one of the San Antonio shops where you have like life points and uh, how many points the models are, etc. But I could Lego would be a cool place like if if Lego put out like a, a tabletop RPG set where you have a big map and you are able to make buildings and have your like, like they could do a really cool collab with like D and D, and have a bunch of D and D like fantasy figures. Mm. I think that would be like an interesting. That would I would be, buy it. Like that would be far too niche for that to be successful. 
I don't know, man. Could. I don't. I don't think well, like you. I mean, you have to get like a lot of people, like especially with like the way that I interact with D and D. Like a lot of people, in order to get a lot of people into D and D, you need to make it as unintimidating as possible, which is a really hard thing to yeah. do when you're working with an RPG that has like well over twenty books associated yeah. with it. Um, and I don't think like here now we're going to start messing with terrains that could crumble easily because they're Lego. Uh, is the Ooh. way that like is a particularly good like yeah. If you if you like elbow them. that Lego, uh, yeah. when you're moving your characters, you're going to knock that building over. But I could see like a almost a beginner's like guide type of or, you know it it might not be D and D like you're saying because I don't I think D and D like wizards would have to write a rule book. And then Lego would have to set up the models for it, and that's a little bigger than what I think my idea is. But there could be like a. I remember there was some Lego board games, like there was a Harry Potter Lego board game at one point, that are like that have rule books and you're playing. Yeah, like stuff. board games would probably work, but like for something as like free form as a tabletop RPG. Uh, I just don't see it much past, like, maybe a Lego set that is, like, oh, this is the, the Lost Mines of Pandelver. Um, or, like, a far more, hopefully a far more interesting location. Uh, but even if they, like, made a Lego set based off of those locations, I don't think they could make it to the point where you could interact with it in a game in that way. Yeah, the closest thing I found, there's, like, this Lego Hobbit one that I'm looking at that's just a bunch of space it's just a bunch of hobbit houses and you move your characters between them trying to do stuff and then there is a harry potter one that looks like a maze and there's like you know four character colors you there's like one of each because i remember these coming out and being like oh that's kind of cool i i I think like lego board games is like an interesting way to get like use of your lego sets yeah, there's a there's a couple different Lego board games. There's some Minotaur's Lego game, Atlantis Treasure. They're all you know they're all like what I would call the like seven and up genre of like board games. They're not too complex. Uh, yeah, Lego Ninjago. Oh, you know what I want to get into, Austin? Um, I would love to play Twilight Imperium for eight hours one day. I want to buy a Twilight Imperium box at some point. Yeah, do you know about Twilight? Do you know I, how... I, I know about Twilight Imperium. Dark. Oh my god, there's a Twilight Imperium box on Amazon for $120. And I could so fucking buy this thing. I watched, I, Do you watch Sit Down and Shut Up or whatever that um, board game YouTube channel is? Sit no. Down and Play? The only like board gaming YouTube shut up and sit down is like no pun intended. Gotcha. Uh, These guys, they're a bunch of British reviewers. They they looked at some, they got me into like there's like a Lord of the there's a really good Lord of the Rings board game where the forces of um, Sauron are just basically always ever powerful and always screwing over everyone else, and you kind of are trying to complete your objectives and these small missions while the forces are of evil are like spreading throughout middle earth and it's got a it's like a it's like a 200 dollars set and it's got a bunch of really cool minis in it and stuff but anyway i might buy this 
with couldn't do it. Mm, Twilight Imperium. It's it's like you can win Twilight Imperium by through politics, which is yeah, the I wildest know, yeah. part of that game. Yeah, like I know, like Twilight Imperium. Like this is like you know this is like Fantasy Flight games. They do good stuff. Uh, they're like their Star Wars tie-in games are generally pretty good. Uh, but like the the time commitment that Twilight Imperium asks of you is just a bit much. And like at one hundred twenty dollars, I could put money into some really interesting like indie rpgs this is true um it reminds me of there's a fantasy flight one called star wars rebellion that's pretty cool where you're you've got all the planets set up and um you have like wind condition draw cards that you draw in the beginning so you have to like get the plans for the death star and do some other stuff it's like the lord of the rings one where the empire is always making new units and you're just kind of have like two bases yeah, um, so there... The stuff that I've messed with from them is like Edge of the Empire, which is their like sort of like tabletop RPG, like Star Wars, set like at the edge of like the outer rim of the Star Wars galaxy. Okay, I see this. That's pretty cool looking. Oh, hey, pretty good, pretty good price of entry for like a beginner yeah, game. Like the... It's like thirty bucks. Yeah, like the core rule book is well, the core rule. Yeah, like the beginner guide is like is thirty. The core rule book is like sixty. It's generally pretty easy to get into. And like, I think the thing that sort of brought me into this one specifically was like there is no, there isn't anything in these books for Jedi. Great. Which is the most interesting thing. Like, which is the stuff I want to see more of in Star Wars. It's just like get away from the gosh darn Jedi and Sith. What is this? Rise of the Separatists, an era source book. I wonder if there's a Jedi on the cover of this. I'm just like, maybe they added them later. Oh, the Collapse I mean, yeah, of the like, Republic. And, oh, an like era so source book. Things. Era source books, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Well, I think we should wrap. Oh, my God. There, Lego got crazy with some of these Star Wars ones. Dude. Yeah. Let me... Let me tell you about this Lego Cantina set that's three hundred and fifty dollars, Austin. Oh, and just three hundred and fifty. It's just three hundred and fifty dollars. You can get like, a, it's Amazon is like, hey, you could get a credit card and pay this off to us. And I'm like, I already have too many credit cards, I cannot. But damn, this thing's got like fifteen minifigures. It's got the the dumb little speeder that you see in the background that's never like shown up again and You've got yep. the what the fuck is that lizard called that wins uh, people ride? I don't know. Um, it's got the dudes who are like, I don't like your kind here. Yeah, it's got the bartenders like, yeah, we don't like droids here. I, I forget the name of the lizards. There's a specific like thing yeah. that people call them that I don't. Yeah, it's like that I think cool. it's like like a Star Wars sets are buck wild, you know? Um, like when we went into a Lego store while we were in California. Um, they, and at the time, they had, like, that limited edition Millennium Falcon set. Like, not the one that I think you can find on Amazon right now, but there's, like, a bigger, uh, more premium limited edition, like, Millennium Falcon set that was, like, several hundred dollars. And the store attendant, like, actually talked about how so there's a customer who, like, came into the country... <laughs> to buy that set and like came in with a suitcase bought it emptied the contents of that box into his suitcase and then left wild 
it's yeah it, it's just it's it's so much like the only like lego stars that i could see myself even thinking about messing with is the uh probably the mandalorian ships that i'm looking at right now but that is like 130 dollars <laughs> I think there was a story I was reading about how Lego was almost going bankrupt or really close to it. And when they started doing the Lego stuff at the start of the prequels and trilogy and a little bit before that is that they started making more money because of that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like people like sets like like you know like guided lego sets and the aesthetic of star wars lends itself especially the bulkiness of like you know original trilogy and new sequel era lends itself really well to legos yeah like 2003 2004 around the time of the bionicle and star wars and i think the harry potter stuff was getting really like i remember i got a couple of those harry potter ones like i got the Dursley's house and you had the car from the second movie where you'd pull the window and get Harry out. But yeah, yeah. Good times with Legos. All right. Uh, we are, I'm gonna go ahead and say, Hey, let's wrap this podcast up. Uh, thanks for joining me. We got a, we got an hour of video game news and some Lego talk at the end there. Good times. Yeah. Like a $700 collector's edition star destroyer. Oh yeah. The one famously seen in, uh, Spider-Man, right? No, that's the Death Star. Okay. Yeah, they break the Death Star in Spider-Man. It's this is yeah. just a Star Destroyer. This oh is. yeah, there it is. Ooh, that's a big Star Destroyer. Sure. That's it. Yeah, Look at that box. Look at that box yeah, for it. It's though. a good box. It's like the Black Series boxes where they're just like matte. I'm sure this is a matte box. I'm sure when you touch this box, you're like, this feels like money. <laughs> I hope it does. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah. It's you even got a little like. You can get an LED even... kit for it got the little um the uh the ship the uh i, I forget the name oh, of the ship that princess the Tantive leia is on four. that's right yeah it's like the tantive four tantive five i only um, remember this because you can buy one you can buy an x-wing ship of it and go play stuff yeah yeah i remember it from like the level in battlefront 2 the old battlefront 2 um it's a really that's a really good level in that game too. It's a really good level. Battlefront Two's got the good shipboarding, as it turns out. Yeah. I um, that's just on Steam, right? We could play that at some point. Um, like yeah, two thousand three Battlefront Two. Yeah, I think that's on Steam. It's also on Steam. I know it's on Steam. I'll get on GOG. I could, I could play some bot matches of that game and be a badass. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It man. is really good stuff. I have that on Xbox, and I. I keep it on my hard drive because it's a good load up playing on playing on playing darth maul on coruscant and murdering every fucking clone trooper you come across is a good time um oh, yeah like yeah just darth maul like cuts through everyone in that in that game like nothing it's yeah tough. all right i have to send you one more thing before we wrap up there's a unicorn gundam that is 220 dollar model kits because it has places in it you when you build the head underneath it you have to have a section for an led to go into it so the unicorn gundam has a regular mode and then it goes in a destroy mode where the armor pieces flip up and your yeah. led you can switch between green red and i think another color 
but this is like the ultimate unicorn. Like there's a very bottom picture of all that. You have to install LED strips in this motherfucker while you're building the inner frame to make sure all the lights are set up. It's fucking yeah, I'm crazy. At this this right now, this, mm. fucking crazy. I would not buy it. There's an $80 unicorn that I want to buy. That's like one of the green ones. Yeah, I could that not. That I'm going to get, but that's about it. I, I could not see myself. Yeah, because like, there's like all the different configurations of like the destroy and the like uh, the par- part where it's like absorbing Minofsky particles. It's mm, it's so much. And the thing is, I've never I've never been into like the unicorn Gundam outside of its base configuration. I have to say personally. Yeah, base unicorn is gorgeous. Um, like if I were to flip it, I'd keep the V fin closed because I think it looks cooler as like a mono uh, V fin. But um, th- someone is selling this one I sent you on Amazon for like 80 bucks. I used to have it, but I sold it to my brother, which was unfortunate because I really wanted to build it. But yeah, th- I think the unicorn's cool. So is the new Gundam. Anyway. Oh, and the Banshee, the black one with like a yellow inner frame is also mm-hmm. cool. Anyway, thank you for joining me, Allison. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. Till next week. We'll see you later, internet. <laughs> <laughs>